from Melbourne and Minneapolis. This is for Christ's sake. Good, good news. news. Maurice waited several Maurice minutes. Maurice waited several minutes before continuing. continuing. He, he obviously relished, relished this moment. Greg hated him for it. For it. Finally, he said it was a matter of small consequences. consequences. These were pure riffraff, simple vagabonds. It's really quite remarkable that they managed to take pictures of the two men composing English letter which was sent to us. The pictures and letter are quite expert. You'd think it had all been planned by a trained archaeologist. Hello and welcome to the show. This is for Christ's sake. This is the season three finale, the end of the book. Easy Go, the third no- so novel far, that Michael Crichton published under the pseudonym John Lang. As good as the book is, am I right? My name is Hugh, your name is Hunter. Um, you're interjecting, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're not joined by our usual co-hosts for this episode. <laughs> Why is that? And who are our new co-hosts? Well, let's see. So in the last chapter, Grover was going to eat a full English breakfast, but he got interrupted. So we thought we would... Yes, he was. I, I don't know why you're bringing up this fact. Why is that relevant to uh, what we have in front of us now? Well, we figured that we would eat the breakfast that he would have eaten. And given that Grover is an English lord, you know, seems pretty conservative as it goes. We think he would have had a full English breakfast with a little bit of modifications, given that you're basically uh, almost vegan. Yeah. And um, it would be difficult for me to get black pudding here. So um, what this is composed of is we found a vegan black pudding recipe, and the recipe author's name is? Uh, the recipe author's name is uh, Linda Majlik, and it's from her cookbook, A Vegan Taste of the Caribbean, albeit uh, filtered through the website food.com. Thanks, Linda. So originally we thought this was like a generic re- web uh, recipe that just a random user uploaded but i saw that note that said it was from an actual in fact it has been published in a book to be clear this is from a vegan caribbean cookbook so um this is a approximation of a you know a caribbean variant perhaps Mm. of a black pudding obviously the british were you know in the caribbean quite a lot so (laughs) that's probably where that comes from yeah they sure were weren't they and you know where else they were hugh in Egypt. In Australia. And America. We're all linked by the British. Yep. Today. So I never said something British. Um, but yeah, all I'm saying is this might be like a, a slight Caribbean ver- local variant. What, what, whatever. The more traditional So what else, what else do you have in addition to that? We got some sausage links, vegan in your in your case. That's correct. Some uh, pieces of bacon or rashes if you're... Again, fake in my case. And I have turkey bacon. You've got turkey bacon? Yep. Wow. And chicken sausage. Fuck, bro. Fried. Chicken sausage? Fried bread. Yep. Not toasted, fried. In the frying pan with everything else. Two fried eggs. Two fried tomatoes. A handful of fried mushrooms. Yep. And baked beans. Yep. 
And uh, what else, Hugh? I, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm looking around. I don't, I don't see your signature drinks here either. Me either. Where's my tea? Well, Hugh, uh, what is this uh, forty-four you... milligram glass of liquid? Forty-four milligrams. Mm-hmm. Um, well, or in your know, parlance, one point five ounces. It's funny you should ask that. This is Metaxa, a Greek spirit that we're drinking in honor of our favorite uh, wife beater, Nikos. <laughs> Yeah, so we're honouring both Rover <laughs> and uh, Nikos with our breakfast and drinks choices. And if you remember, there's a connection between the two because Grover is the one who gifted Nikos a bottle of Metaxa. Mm. Um, if you if you detect a note of weariness uh, in our voices, it's because uh, we initially recorded this whole chunk. <laughs> only my side uh, successfully Made it through the, the Great Barrier. Yeah. You forgot to actually initiate the recording. Well, now we've recorded. Let's uh, get on with it, shall we? What happens in this, in this chapter, Hugh? So now it's fresh. So now you should hear a note of delight in our voice once again. Mm, baked beans. Got all of them. Yeah, baked beans are good. I like baked beans. I also like I like a tomato in this format. I do not. It's like sliced in half, fried down. I do not. Quite enjoy it. I don't like to, the tomatoes like this at all. But our uh, combined, I think, I think our combined we savor thing by far is the mushrooms. Let me try mine, actually. Let's see. Oh God. Pretty nice, to be honest. I still don't like the texture Very of mushrooms, slimy. but, Not but a fan. the way I cooked it was nice, nicely seasoned. No good. Uh, we we haven't described the taste of the black pudding that we mm. went on at length about. Well. One of the main components of it was onions, um, which you cook before you add the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, for my point of view, you know, I cook the onions maybe a little bit too much, and it has a very distinctly sort of almost caramelized onion taste. Mm. What about you? There's definitely like an off flavor in here. Mm. I'll say it's quite pleasant, but there is, it does taste a little bit uh, on the bland side. There is like a Kind of cardboardy yeah, gladness about and the, it. The oats kind of make it. It's it's not a good use of oats. Yeah, the oats make it a bit too mealy yeah. for my liking. You too. But not bad. With blood much, sausage much has than, like uh, blood in it, so that wouldn't have the same problem. <laughs> much better than uh, I was expecting, to be honest. Yeah, if I like douse this in a in a nice condiment, mm. it'd be pretty good, I reckon. Well, what sort of condiment? I'd probably used uh, HP sauce, mm, um, befitting very, very British. The Britishness of it, yeah. Well, okay, great. But I can sort of scoop baked beans over the top. It's quite nice. Yeah, you can just have baked beans with everything, and it kind of all, all tastes good. Should we take a sip of Metaxa? Hmm. I guess we should do that before we get started. Yeah. Okay. I think we should drink some water right, first. Wait, wait, wait. I think we should drink some water first to uh, clear the palate. You know. Really? Yeah, to get the taste of the breakfast out of our mouths. All right. Come on, man. I'll have to venture to the kitchen to get some water. Man, so unprepared. Well, I didn't realize I had to have water. You didn't tell me that. I'll bring a bottle over I mean, now. You don't have... So it's Great. sitting beside me. Give me one sec. Oh, <clears throat> uh, we well, actually should specify, by the way, audience, um, this is a 90-minute special. The only editing I am permitted to do 
Uh, so I guess I can't use any of that original take like we discussed, but the only other thing I'm permitted to do for this episode let me just put my headphones uh, back on, the cans back on the ears. Oh no! The only other thing I'm permitted to do for this episode is is just uh, just about timing because of the time difference. So to, to, to make it feel more like an, an organic conversation. I mean, even, even Which if is kind of more true even, to how there we wasn't experience a, it in real Even if there time. wasn't a time difference, it's, it's, there's, there'd be lag, you know, regardless of doing it over the internet. So. Yeah, like the mental lag that I have. Yeah, and me too, because I worked a, a day. Uh, I'm so sick of my job right now. They started treating me in the cafe. What a nightmare. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, I really am. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm so pissed off. They made me like work there for 30 minutes today by myself, having only received maybe two hours of training, Max. <laughs> I know, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, oh, that's so, terrible. Uh, like, you have to actually, uh, like, am, do you have to prepare food or just serve customers? Yeah, I had to prepare food. I had to make drinks. It's it's nuts. They trained you for two hours in <laughs> yeah, dude. food preparation? Yeah. yeah. During COVID? Yeah. Well, I mean, COVID's basically over here. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't know what the... Have uh, you ever worked in a cafe before? I know you, I know you worked in yeah. a cafeteria. Yeah, well, no, I haven't worked in, like, a cafe making drinks and stuff. It does not appeal okay. to me. I don't like working in food services. So uh, I think I shall be submitting my two weeks' notice to my job very shortly. Actually. Wow. Really? This is, like, the final shot. I mean, I was thinking about doing it for a while, and I need to, you know, find a job where I can make more money anyway. And I would yeah. definitely like one where I don't have to work during the night because it fucking sucks. Yeah. I mean, it'd be okay if it was, like, you and it was, like, a night shift, but... Because it's like, you know, it's not consistent. It's like half my shifts are from or until like 9.30. It just sucks. It just Yeah, your schedule sucks. Out of me. Yeah. Like so kind I'm of working until 9.30 seems to me worse than night shift in some ways. Yeah, it's like yeah exactly. You don't get not... the benefit of like the switcheroo. Or, and, and, and the way that it's like awkwardly stabbed into the day means you have this like huge interruption. You're tired. You can't use the remaining like hours after you get back, you know. Especially so, when you have a fiance. Yep. Who goes to bed at uh, 10 o'clock almost every night, so... See, even if I had a fiancé, right, the night shift would kind of be fine because we could hang out. Yeah, you can, and you then can make it work. And then when she turned into bed, I could just go to work. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. It, it would be fine. Yeah, you could do that. But, um... And I still no, have the normal like weekends and everything. Not like this. Why are we talking about our lives on For Christ's Sake? I can't edit this oh, out. We've is, already committed. Is it because there's is it is this because there's nothing to this chapter at all? We haven't even, we, we've forgotten uh, the reason that I uh, crossed the oh, room got water. to get my my water. But I also already uh, you tried I also it. already uh, took no, I did not try it. I, no. I took some more bites of uh, baked beets. So I Me too. I brought the water over and I started eating again. So now <laughs> I have to drink it. Um. All right, clearing the palate. Right? <clears throat> I mean, let's... Okay, okay. Alright. Clear? You ready? Clear. Um, yeah, Should we I smell ready. it first? Let's smell it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And describe the, the smell. It's kind of a floral scent, I would say. Kind of smells like wine, too. What do you think? It smells alcoholic. It smells like brandy. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm not, okay. Oh yeah, 
I'm kind of getting the floral notes, yeah. Let's take a sip. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of got it like licorice vibe a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That's a weird taste. Well, hopefully it tastes good with our shoes. <laughs> I will say this is an improvement on vermouth. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's from it's our classic it's uh, not as sweet as, It's not as sweet as vermouth. No, not as not as like floral either. So we should we should a, uh, we should we should down this whole uh, mix of it and then uh, make a make a mimosa. I don't really want to do that. I mean, I want to make a mimosa. That's fine with me, but I don't want to down this as a fine, shot. fine, fine. Okay, I'd rather sip on it while I eat some uh, more breakfast, just so I can like experience the taste a bit more. You know? Yeah. It's, it's not bad. It, it definitely is, like, you know, has kind of vodka vibe a little bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I didn't really drink, uh, like, spirits at all, so... Well, you're drinking one right now, buddy. Um, Let's uh, eat this fried egg before it gets too much colder. Yeah, my, mine's, like, bone cold. Yeah, mine's just, mine's just grossed out. <laughs> it's actually bone cold is, is, is obviously it. the wrong analogy. Because boneness is about dryness, not temperature. Boneness is about. It's cold dryness. as a boner. I have to keep all this fucking shit so I can usually snip out. I, I have to uh, reaffirm my position of what the hell is wrong with English people. Like, are you there's some good. You would die of a heart attack at forty if this was your typical breakfast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, American I don't think breakfasts this is, are also I don't think pretty. This is like, I don't think this is anyone's typical breakfast. Yeah. Hmm. No. It's just so brown. Yeah, the ideal breakfast is two pieces of toast, fried egg, hash brown. That's all you need. Maybe some bacon or sausage or whatever. I I like home fries. I like hash browns too. But mm. I like dino home, home fries, fries. Also good. Uh, home fries are also good. I will also accept those as a as a substitute for hash browns. And it's just some sort of potato. Okay, anyway. The sausage isn't so that bad, actually. No, it's it's definitely better than, like, the mushrooms. Probably the tomato, too, from in, in my POV. I, did, I didn't get to cook the t tomato long enough, unfortunately, but it's still pretty nice. No, my, mine's pretty gross. Mmm. Oh, God. I actually enjoy... Vegan bacon, because um, it tastes like shit. Like it tastes like plastic. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind it. But in a faintly enjoyable way. Kind of like how it just tastes like smoke sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because that's the easiest way to kind of mask the yeah. the problem. Anyway, uh, let's talk about our nominal subject today, <laughs> which is uh, the end of the book. Uh, easy go. So here, what the hell happens in this chapter? Hmm. Good question. Yeah, I just feel like the, the plate that's left behind this is so gross. You know, you get the runny egg yolk and the, like, sauce from the baked beans. And, the like, runny the egg yolk from the um, should help things. Like, egg yolk, I know you don't like yolk, but, like, if, if you no. were someone who is not averse to yolk, the spreading of the yolk across the plate actually is a is a good thing. 
No, no, I don't mean in terms of flavor. I just, I just mean that it looks flavors. really gross when you're done with it because it's all this like goop. Yeah, that's true. I mean, ah. Oh. Oh, those mushrooms. What the, hell, what the hell happens? You already got a Mushrooms say, suck. Uh, yeah, they do suck. Fuck mushrooms. It's yep. just kind of worried about the black oh. body too, is it uses a lot of mushrooms. Yeah, well, that's always the case with, like, vegan stuff of this ilk. Yeah. Well, I'm almost done with mine. All I've got left is uh, half a tomato I'm and a piece of sausage. nowhere close. <laughs> a pretty fast eater, though. All right, so. Oh, fuck, the egg is disgusting. That's cold. <laughs> I need up, buddy. Here, so wash it down with some uh, delicious metaxa. I don't know why I was like stressing about making sure it's hot. Like when we started recording, it's it's gonna end up cold when I yeah. finish eating it anyway. Well, something something's good. This is why the English breakfast is so flawed. You know, this is too much stuff. How can you eat this all and it still be good, you know? Yeah, exactly. Alright, I'm gonna talk about talk talk about the book now. Alright. What happens? So basic basically uh race is like you know, the last chapter I did with them being like, and I already executed them, like Ozymandias, you know. Yeah. Um, but now <laughs> That's he's where like, oh, uh, Alan Moore got it from, clearly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now it's like, oh, they're just some dumb riffraff. And God, I don't even care <laughs> what happens. <laughs> okay. Basically, uh, <laughs> Race is Please like, has oh, a you coded know. conversation with Grover. Yeah, where he's like, I know that you did this, but he doesn't you know, say that. No, I know that's that's the that's the underlying. Yeah, the subtext is I've I've i found out what you guys did. Yeah, but I'm and what we're gonna do you know, is we're gonna, gonna do is yeah, you're gonna fund it. We're we're gonna you're gonna basically pay for this oper the, this operation to get all of this stuff out. And uh, you know your team is gonna do it because you already found the the excavation. We're just sweeping under the rug that there was anything nefarious happening at all. Also yeah. get so paid we, he says we don't want it to get out that someone did this. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna ask for your help because you totally weren't involved and neither was your team. Yeah. And they're gonna find the last tomb for us and they're gonna be famous. Yeah. And Graver's like, oh, I don't know if I can convince Professor Barnaby. Mm. He's a specialist. And Breach is like, okay, well, what about if I fly out and? Yeah, I'll talk to them. They do that. Yeah. And uh, that's the end of the book. <laughs> well, there's a final twist. So, mm. we, if you remember from the previous chapter, um, or, or the chapter before that, perhaps, um, the team of mm, Pierce The team is being held up by a bunch yeah, of Yeah, they're being held guards. up at the dig site by guards, and they're not sure why, right? Hmm. And then a Land Rover pulls up, out pops uh, Grover, with some guards uh, and Vries. Grover, some guards and Vries, and they're like... And Barnaby's like, Vries, what are you doing here? He's like, come with me, let's have a chat. Yeah. <clears throat> um, 
And basically they exploit everything. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah, Lisa and Pierce are getting married. Who cares? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I I am appreciative, comparing this to, say, Scratchwater, our last book, how uh, much the romance in this does not matter at all. (laughs) Yeah, it is funny. Um, But speaking of the romance... Very pro forma... Speaking of the romance, um, I would like us to act out a short dialogue exchange. Mm. Um, not because there's anything particularly interesting in the exchange, um, but for reasons uh. I'll explain after we perform it. Um, uh. And uh, so, yeah, this is a segment of uh, what's it called? Cry and uh, Havoc and Let's Cry and, Cry and Havoc and Let's So I want you to jump to page 218 and um, we're just going to do the exchange after she was smiling, radiantly happy, sort of in the bottom third of the page. Uh, Which one of us is going to be uh, Lacer and which one of us is going to be Piers? You have to decide because you're the the director. I'll be Pierce and you'll be Lisa. And just for context... Um, who, who, at this point, the, the team has been informed that oh, we're going to change our plans and we're going to look for the last team, and they're all like, "Wow, oh my god!" And uh, oh, anyway, and you'll do the narration. Yeah, I'll do the narration. Okay. <clears throat> we're going to look for the last team. She said, laughing. It's like a dream come true. Can you stand it out here in the desert? We have to get married first. I can stand anything, as long as you're here. I know. You know, he said. Yes. She said. I know. Anyway, that's all. I didn't even want to cover that last bit, but... The main thing (laughs) was, isn't this a... Something seems wrong here, to me. Uh, So, if you actually work out who's saying what... It doesn't make mm. sense because first, uh, Lisa says, we're going to look for the tomb. It's like a dream come true. Yep. Next speaker. Can you stand it out here in the desert? So we don't mm. actually know who it's, it doesn't actually spell out who said that utterance as it doesn't with the next two either. Well, that's a, it has to be so curious. from contextual cues, we're like, that's, that's, that's Pierce because that's yeah. a response to what she said. Yeah. Then when you have a new paragraph break for the next line of dialogue, a new indentation, we have to get married first. So, okay, that's Lisa saying that. And then oh, that another break. <laughs> I can stand anything as long as you're here, which ostensibly, based on this format, should be Pierce speaking, as if yep. he's reacting to his own question. <laughs> it's like someone didn't edit uh, a particular version of this properly. Someone didn't like, edit the shitty paperback uh, <laughs> book that no one read. <laughs> So it's clear that the original version would have said, it's like a dream come true. Can you stand it out here in the desert? Mm. And maybe she said, I can stand anything as long as you're here. Yeah. Something like that. Right. So clearly there's something wrong with that. Cause that sounds like a really stupid thing for Pierce to say. <laughs> that particular well, he's a pretty job. dumb guy. So <laughs> anyway, that's, that's what I wanted to point out. So that was a well, legit segment. 
So, so you say. Um, all right, basically, all, every one of the team gets a little moment where they're like, ah, blah, 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 blah right? Uh, race, yeah, race they, they sit around the fire. <clears throat> they sit around the fire at some point. Mm. Varese goes around and has a chat with them one by one, right? Yeah. And I do want to enter into a segment of, for crying out loud here, legitimately. Go for it. Because I thought it was funny. Let's hear it. And I'm not laughing at the text, I'm laughing with the text. (laughs) Are you? Um, So, for for crying out loud, segment theme, blah, 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 cued music. For crying out loud! Um, so Varese is having these little chats with people and, uh, you know, giving subtle hints that he knows what's mm. going on. Right. And then he, uh, <laughs> and he keeps asking them stuff like, you know, do you, what do you think? Do you think we'll find it? And like, mm. most of them are like, nah, probably not. And then he, uh, gets to Conway and, uh. It reads, Conway bet him $5 that the tomb didn't exist. Varese wow. seemed to find this amusing. And I found it amusing too. <laughs> but I found it more amusing because I originally misread those two sentences as Conway bet him $5 that the tomb didn't exist. Varese didn't find this very amusing, which I thought was funnier. Because mm. it just sounded like Conway being a dick to him. <laughs> Especially the sum of five dollars was funny. This is bullshit. You, you didn't want to do this. You just wanted to include these dumb segments. No, no, that was true. I, that's like legit no what way. I highlighted in the book. You're, you're fucking white. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm seriously not lying. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's get let's get all of this shit. Okay, what else happens? Hey, I'm trying here. I'm trying to make this a decent episode. <laughs> a decent episode of what? What is decent mean in the, What is decent mean in the context of this show? Mmm. <laughs> mmm. I, I also have a question. How are we supposed to know when 90 minutes are up? Uh, when did we start? I don't know. <laughs> I can work that out from my recording, maybe. I don't Ah, oh, so. Mine is, okay. Minus if I into bars, so I have no idea. Yeah, me too. We've been recording for 36 minutes. Really? Okay. So far. And the, so bit that that didn't, the, uh... the bit that didn't count was like 10 minutes, maybe? Okay, so like 20 minutes, basically. Yeah. All right, so I have to get to 100 minutes, approximately, to, to yeah. make, the, make the time. Probably should do a little bit over that, just to be safe. I agree. Okay, well, uh, let's see. What else happens with this dub book? So he has those moments... Uh, and then there's a final twist. He finally gets around Varese, that is. He finally gets around to Pierce. Here, I'm going to go put this stupid uh, plate in the uh, sink so I can stop resting on my uh, knee. Okay. I'll be right back. Okay, well, I'll, I'll describe it for the listeners because we can't edit this out. So Varese finally makes his way over to uh, Pierce. And uh, maybe I'll enter into a, a sneak double extra segment of um, For Crying Out Loud while Hunter is putting his plate in the sink. He's riding proud Come on, let's hear it 
Um, because uh, it goes like this. When he came to Pierce, he stopped. Yes, he said almost to himself. You, me? Pierce was half drunk, giddy, with Lisa leaning on his shoulder. Yes, Faris said. It was you, my congratulations. What for? Your engagement, Ugh. of course. Thank you. Anyway, you kind of get the, the tone of that. Um, Are you reading more shit? He's... Yeah, I went into a for crying out loud segment while you went to seek. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Um, um, because I just wanted to explain that uh, he gets to Pierce and um, he pretends to congratulate him about his wedding, but it's clear that he's like, oh, you're the mastermind. You know, you're the one. Yeah, and, and then he clever. gives him a box. Then he gives him a box. And in the box is Gwyneth like, Paltrow's this head. Is a, this is a wedding present. What's in the box? <laughs> it's Weiss's head. <laughs> I should have the box. <laughs> yeah, he turns around because he felt her leaning on his shoulder. And it's just yeah, her, she's headless. Headless yeah. body. So this stumps spewing blood all over her shoulder. I <laughs> know. Uh, what is in the box but some cans of beans, two cans of beans and two of uh, chicken soup? Uh, a wig, a black wig, a mustache, and a, a can of grease paint. And, uh, Lister, you have to call your mind back to, oh, God knows how many weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. When a seemingly meaningless incident occurred when a man that they assumed was some sort of peasant came into the village and attempted to steal food from them. I guess he did successfully steal food from them. Yeah. Uh, and that was Brace. That's the twist. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all we got to cover this stream. <clears throat> and that's for sake. Obviously that's intended as some sort of big twist. So yeah. stupid. Varese, <laughs> someone who commands like an army of guards, would put yep. himself in danger doing that. Because well, he actually he makes a reference to the fact that he thought he was you know, his oh, life yeah, was actually die. threatened. Yeah. But like well, he could I get mean, anyone I mean, this, who wasn't him. This twist this twist sucks anyway, you know, because it's like It sucks anyway, but we... well, let me finish my point. Because like mm. He has to put on a disguise and risk his life when he's the yeah. type of guy who can just send a minion to do that. A capable yeah. minion, right? And even if he got killed, doesn't matter, right? He wouldn't be busted. Mm. But he risks being recognized and killed by doing mm. this like stupid stunt himself. Mm. Second hey, of man, all... Maybe he, just wanted to, maybe he just wanted to feel alive, you know? Second of all... Um... Do you now understand what Grover was planning to do differently that resulted in this happening about nope. mailing the letter? Nope. So remember the chapter entitled A Moral Dilemma? Yeah. Where Grover ruminates. Actually, it was the last chapter, I think. Ruminates about... No, no, it wasn't. Or the chapter before. He ruminates about yep. what he's going to do because... He's having second thoughts about their plan. You know, he's sort of uncomfortable about it, as Lisa is, turns out. Yep. But he reasons that um, humans are fallible and uh, his, his team of specialists are going to make a mistake and the Egyptians are going to be smarter than they think they are, you know, yeah. which turns out to be true. 
in both cases. Varese was on. Oh, in a way, that's pretty dumb anyway. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the what that's alluding to in terms of what actually happens is is the fact that Nikos lost the yeah the artifact. Scarab beetle. And Varese was think, able I, to. I, I don't work think Grover changed the content of his letter at all. I don't. I don't get that implication. That's what I don't understand. Like he makes a decision in his head that's mentioned in the chapter. So he's going to do something differently that somehow results in this outcome happening. What? Did did he? Is that what happens in that chapter? I thought yes, he was just having yes. the dilemma he makes and he's a like, decision. oh, yeah, going to go. Yeah, he just goes along with the plan. No, no, he makes a decision and he smiles. Yeah, yeah. no, as no, if his decision is, is I'm going to just go along with the plan. That's that's how I read that. No, that's not how I read it at all. To me, it was that's like, how I read it. he's having a moral dilemma and then he's like, ah, oh, that's what I'll do. And then he nods. Oh, well, and, and I guess he, we're coming going. at crossroads. Um... But anyway, it ends up with this happening. So the original plan, the outcome of the original plan, if successful, would have been not this, right? No. It would have just been them getting money from the <coughs> Egyptian government. Yeah. In exchange for the information. And it would all be done yeah, like I, I think I think I think that my interpretation is correct. Because why else would they... Why, you know, I mean, obviously this, this book sucks. And there's tons of stuff that's just dropped. You know, that's, that's the right way. But... I, I just don't... Why would he include that? But obviously it doesn't pay off at all. Why would Michael Crichton include... <laughs> <laughs> no, why, Something why? redundant in a, in a novel under the pseudonym John Lang? But it's, mm. not, it's not redundant. It's it's why would why would it be set up... I mean, yeah, again, maybe it's just a draft plot thread or something like that. Or it's like a draft that he forgot to expunge all the, you know, original ending or something. Some nonsense like that, but... There's nothing like in the final chapter at all to suggest that you know he changed the altered the contents. Of yeah, the well, exactly, but that's why it's weird. I don't think the chapter makes sense as written with your interpretation. I think I know. I think it does. He's 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 having a dilemma as to whether or not he should go through with the plan, and he decides he will go through with it. Uh, no. Yeah. I'm gonna refer to the text, buddy. <laughs> go for it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this fucking moral dilemma? Oh, here <laughs> Summer sixteen. Yeah, I've got it. Whatever. Let's just get off it. Who gives a shit? You're probably. Uh, you're right. I don't care. <laughs> we we did the chapter. Let's talk about this book as a whole. Oh, come on. No, 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 look, can I just read the bit that's relevant? I, I read it already. I don't care. <laughs> and afterwards, when he was taking a shower and drinking the champagne that the girl so kindly held for... Wait, I'm just going to pause for the theme song again for, uh, for crying out loud. Jesus. Mid-sentence. Come on, let's hear it right about now for crying out loud. Held for him. The solution came to him in a flash. All along, they had been... So, yeah. like, that, actually, that's what I wanted no, to no. about. Solution. Solution. Yeah, but so the he's solution, going to do something different. The so, no, no, no. The solution is the next thing, which is all along, they had been making a mistake, right? Yeah. So this is all the solution to his dilemma. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's like, okay, so I need to rely on the fact that humans solution. can be ingenious and make mistakes. Yeah. Right? He, he isn't, he isn't uh, By coming doing up with a solution to his dilemma. He's not coming up with a solution to like, oh, what, how should we, how should I alter the plan so that everyone gets what they want? So what is, how, how does, what constitutes the solution in your <laughs> I don't definition? Know. In the your solution is, oh, he's having faith in humanity. This is what he's doing. 
That's not a solution. Yeah, that's the solution to his dilemma. Is, a fl- oh, a solution know, in uh, a flash is to go, oh, <laughs> he's like, what am I going to do? Oh, I'll just do what I'm supposed to I do. I don't, this is, this is a poorly written book, but at the text is written. There's nothing to suggest that he came up with a new plan or something like that. Okay, okay, let's uh, let's combine you can, you both can, of our interpretations. No, right? no, you can agree that I, I my interpretation could be correct. It's just I am going to synergize the two interpretations. You ready? Yeah. He's wondering what to do. He's having second thoughts. And then he thinks about what is actually going to happen if he goes through with the plan. Yeah. And then he works out the eventuality that we get to in this chapter. And he's like, ah, it'll all work out in the end. Yeah. So I'll just go along with the plan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's the decision he makes. Yeah. There we go. We got that. So you, you came to my <laughs> understanding of the text. <laughs> Even though I didn't phrase it as, as eloquently as that. Yeah, but I kind of combined my perspective. Uh, in yeah, but I was, I was right. Anyway. I think we were both right. Uh, I think we can agree no, on that. No, I think you were wrong. <laughs> I think it's like 50... <laughs> I think it's like uh, zero, 100, something like that. Can you give me a five? Anyway. 95, five? I'll give you a five. Five. My daddy five. Thank five. you. <laughs> anyway, so uh, let's just talk about this book as a whole, shall we? We, 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 did, we did this right I guess we should do trivia now, right? Guess what I spent uh, half an hour doing this morning? Uh, jacking off. After that. Um, round two. After that. Uh, round three. Okay, after that. Uh, round four. Round four, I couldn't manage. I'm 35. <laughs> That's pretty sad. Yeah, I think you can take pills that'll let you uh, go go that long. This was this was consecutive rounds, mind you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, you know, there's no break. You're just immediately, like, the, the motion that you're making is not Yeah, there's stopped. no break in the motion whatsoever. <laughs> it's, <laughs> no it's, like, it's the same consistency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you don't change positions at all. Steven <laughs> sprays all over your belly, you know, <laughs> and you start up again. <laughs> okay, did you, did, you, did you tally up the, uh, what's terrible? The Metaxa. It's That's okay. It's not that bad. I bet it don't taste better when we mix it with orange juice and I use. Uh, anyway, you guessed it. Yes, I did tally up uh, the trivia segments uh, since mm. we began this segment, which uh-huh. was during uh-huh. this how book. Many, how are we doing? And I'm not going to reveal the numbers until <laughs> we complete this trivia segment because that will <laughs> and, determine and it's the winner. Because you, you'll know, you know that you have a, a lead advance of what I could score in this. So if I heard that now, I would lose the will to do it. So, 
No, no, that's not true. I think it's better for suspense. <laughs> okay. No, 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 that's not true. As, as, and after uh, all, the do master, they not as call... The master, as the do they master, not call Crichton the master of suspense? No. As the master no, of suspense, right. Hitchcock, Hitchcock. Hitchcock said. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, suspense is not... Uh, <laughs> Having something suddenly happen, right? You see, you see a ticky bomb that goes under the table, right? And then you don't know what's going to go off. Yeah, <laughs> like, but that's kind of what we're He's doing a sophisticated right storyteller. Would Michael Crichton be so sophisticated? We're too dimwits. Uh, and yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I mean, I don't mind who, who goes first. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Here's my first question for number 19 good news. Are you mm-hmm. ready? Yep. What, what is the total number of guards at the camp after uh, Grover and Varese show up? 16. Yeah, you got it. I'm not sure that was actually the total number of guards at the camp or the total number that climbed out of the one Land Rover. I mean, that does seem like a lot. That would, that would be sense. No, no, it says he counted that the total was up to 16. That's why I wrote it down. But I thought that was just the ones that disembarked from that Land Rover. No, no, no. That doesn't make any sense at all. It's like a clown car. No way. Land Rovers <laughs> are big. It makes sense in either direction. That is really how it comes across. Like... Let me just get back to the fucking that's, that's not how... Well, we can't look at the text now. All right, fine. All right, we'll look, we'll look no, after the segment. I got it right. Yeah, okay. No, I no, I, yeah. Okay. So uh, add another point to your insurmountable lead. <laughs> I will add another point right now. Okay. Yep. All right, my question okay, for you, let's sir. Let's hear bro. Where does Pierce suggest Lisa and he marry? Athens. Correct. A point for you too. That was a potential trivia question that I was going to ask you. Hmm. Okay, you ready for this one? This is a yes. this is this is a softball. Okay, you ready? You got the bat mm-hmm. ready? Okay. Yep. <clears throat> what color is Varese's hair? Um, not black because he wore a black wig. So. Do you mean his actual hair? Yep. As this I actually have chapter. zero memory of um, reading, so... It's in this chapter. Uh, no, no, I believe you. I'm just saying I don't have any recollection of it. So I'm going to mm. guess my options, basically, assuming his hair is not black. Come on, man. Blonde? Uh, <laughs> there's hundreds of hair colors it could be. Oh, is that what your guess was? Yeah. Oh, no, the answer is white. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. All right, what's, what's your next question? Uh, my next question is, where does Lisa suggest Pierce and she honeymoon? Another softball. Oh, God. Uh, Capri. I need, to, I need a more specific answer. Uh, Grover's manor on Capri, or his, his, his estate, his house, whatever. Do I feel generous? Uh, I've been generous with you plenty of times. Actually, I listened back, and we were both generous to one another once, and it kind of cancelled itself out, so. Well, I promise to be generous to you in any future questions. The ne- the one more question that remains. Yeah, yeah. At least for this season. 
Um, uh-huh. well, yeah, you I'll, I'll give you, you that. Give, you know, you don't have to give it to me. No, no, I'll give you that because I mean, the actual text says her uncle's villa in Capri, but Manor yeah, and the uncle was Grover. Yeah, the uncle is Grover. <laughs> and estate, you know, all these are synonyms for villa. Yeah. All right. I gave it to you. Right. <laughs> Calm down, or I'll retract the point. Hang on, I've got to write this question. Well, anyway. <clears throat> yep, there's a point for you. All right. I don't feel good about this question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. You ready? Yep. If we ignore the part breaks, the assigned numbers, and tally the, tally the chapters purely sequentially, what I literally thought is about asking the same fucking question, book? but I didn't. I'm not an, I'm not an asshole. <laughs> well, I've asked it. Uh, so just to clarify, because I talked over you at the end, how many chapters in total are there in this book? Is your question? Yeah, or you know, and, and uh, the, the well, no. It's, my question was, what what number of chapter would this one be? But it's the same question, so yes, okay. The answer so this is, is the same. I mean, yeah. So this is chapter nineteen of part three. There mm-hmm. are two parts preceding that. That's correct. Um, I'm going to guess the first part was nine chapters long, for mm-hmm. some reason. Um, and then. Oh, wait, no, that doesn't work. And then the next is 11. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go for a round number and say 39. Oh, you're close. It was, it's number 35. 35. 35. Pretty cruel. All right. Final question. Right, and we can say goodbye to this book. Everything rides on this question. <laughs> Name all of the items in the box Varese gave to Pierce. All right. Uh, grease paint. Yep. Uh, a black wig. Yep. Uh, two cans of beans, two of chicken soup, and a fake beard. I'm um, sorry, it's a mustache. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, whatever. Good try. We both asked kind of unfair questions, but you were, you were close. And we both got close. So there we go. All right, you ready for the final numbers? Yep. Uh, let's begin with you. How many points do you think? You've accumulated <laughs> since we've begun the trivia segment. I have session. no idea. How many, have, how many chapters have included the trivia question? Uh, actually, uh, yeah, I can tell you that very quickly. Uh, give me one moment. Mm. Uno momento, por favor. Uh, let's have a look, have a look, have a look, have a look. All right, one... You've had your 13. Thirteen, 13, including this one. Okay, so I'm gonna say that on average I got 1.5 questions correct per chapter. Mm-hmm. So in that case, I'll say 20 points. You so underestimate underestimate yourself because mm. you in fact scored a whopping 23. Wow. 
so impressive. Mm. <laughs> now, That's what did 1. I? 7 or 1. <laughs> what did I get? Do you have a guess as to how many points I accumulated? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a square thirty. Thirty. Wow, you overestimate me, sir. <laughs> because I scored twenty. Six, 26. Mm. I was only three points in the lead. Um, It was closer than I thought it would be. Um, But it is true that there was no way you could have won based on this round of trivia. You could have got within a point of me. You could have got 24 if you got them all right and I got them all wrong and I would have been on 25. So it would have been point of one another, but you could not have won. Wait, but you got two points this round, didn't you? No, I guess. No, I think one. I only got one. I only got one, right? Yep. Yeah, you're right. Well, I was. I'm glad that I correctly predicted your stuff today. And you know what that means? So. You have to drink an extra shot of. Uh, uh, but, this, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna choose to drink my extra shot in the form of a mimosa. <laughs> mm, I don't think that was the deal. I don't think our because uh, we're both drinking mimosas. Any, I don't think our deal. Well, I'll, I'll have an extra mimosa then. All right, I'll concede that. Speaking of which, I, I just finished my Metaxa. Do you want to do you want to get a nice glass of orange juice and put a little Metaxa in it? Oh, God, <laughs> fuck. Do not like you're this not at all. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I haven't, I haven't even finished breakfast. Oh my God, dude! Just give me a little bit. Wow. Let's talk about the book as a whole. Okay, uh, let's see. What what can I say about this book? It sucked. <laughs> I did not like it. Um, it's not fun. There's nothing enjoyable about it at all. It's very uh, generic, you know? I guess it has some interest... It, uh, not interesting. It has some enjoyable elements, but those are dwarfed by a vast uh, swamp of, uh, you know, dull, plotting, indifferent characterization. And... Um, uh, a moray, an endless seeming moray <laughs> of uh, Nat Geo factoids. And, uh, so I, I would give this one uh, bottom marks. It may not have been as actively annoying as Scratch One, but Scratch One was certainly more memorable. So. It was more. Scratch One was more entertaining, you know, by a large measure. I think. It, it was more. Odds it was more entertaining. Peaked. He peaked with his yeah. first book so far, <laughs> <laughs> and everything else has been downhill from there. <laughs> So if we were to do some sort of uh, ranking, I think I would go odds on scratch one, <laughs> easy go. But how much do you think that is just the genuine qualities of the books? Or Rush is getting sick of this podcast. It broke right. No, I th- I think it does speak to the the qualities of the book. Mm. Um, because odds on had computers in it and shit, and it was fun. Onsat had bizarre sex scenes. It had uh, the banana lady. It had that incel guy. <laughs> what I, did I this think, have? No, I think I think it does nothing. speak to the it does speak to the quality of the book because there were elements of the previous two books that distinguished mm-hmm. them from any generic thriller that you might pick up that were kind but of peculiar. Scratch to one distinguished itself by being. Uh, having like a weird slapstick tone that was terrible, but it was there. Yeah, 
This this the odds on had lots of strange things. It did, yeah. <laughs> and this had nothing. <laughs> and they kind of like you know they gave us a glimpse a glimpse of of Crichton's psyche in a way that this book doesn't really like. Yeah. We do get like you know the research book, element of of Crichton's yeah, yeah. Uh, output. But but really, this book could have been written by absolutely anyone. It's totally indistinguishable from the vast majority. I mean, except for maybe the wordiness, you know. Yeah, I mean the the thing is like at the we were sick of scratch one by the end of it. Yeah. Our so when we began this book, this book by two, two chapters at least. Yeah, when, when, we, when we began this book, I was excited. I liked the setup. I was like, cool, we've got yeah. these these tomb yeah. robbing stuff. I was hoping we might get like a technological angle that would help them discover nope. the last tomb. Alas, we nope. got nothing. And I even like for a brief moment at the start of the. Mm. you know, uh, excavation stuff. I appreciated the laborious kind of detail um, that gave oh, you I a feel did. for how strenuous it would actually be to uncover this tomb. Mm. But very quickly that wore thin and it was clear that he was just, uh, you know, treading water and padding out the pages. The page count. Yeah. And then we get this kind of half-hearted twist at the end that is just stupid, just so it can end on like a, it's like, a note of triumph. Who, well, imagine reading this and finding this twist like a, like there's it's just like how can you write an ending that just destroys any sort of investment they have in the book? You know, like and especially cares? like this is going for something like fairly there's no realistic. Suspense, right? There's no danger. It just doesn't matter. Like. He, he is trying for some sort of realism, albeit in the form of a thriller um, of some description, I guess, or an adventure book. Um, mm. And that, that is instantly shattered by, like, the comical conceit that Varese, you know, infiltrated the camp <laughs> dressed as, like, yeah. a soup thief. It's just so it's, stupid. But, uh, again, like, just, just the ending, it really, it, it, it's like a Saturday morning, morning cartoon, you know, where it's like... How could we end this that, you know, absolves our, our anti-heroes, like, completely, you know? There's yeah, no I know. There's no of, like, antagonism. There's no, like, they don't even commit a crime at the end of the day. I, mean, I guess it is kind of crazy. Like, where did they find those people that they executed, you know? Or was, what was up with that? I was wondering I if that, if that was actually happened or something he said. Hmm. I guess we'll never know. But if they actually uh, executed someone, then that should have been lingered on as, like, a point of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of but, uh, moral compromise. Nothing. So at, at the end of the day, this book sucks. Uh, I hate. I hate <laughs> oh, my taxi gets worse and oh, fuck you. Better or worse than the the vermouth. See, I don't know because I remember when I first tasted the vermouth, it tasted disgusting, and then I kept drinking it, and just kind of remained disgusting. This tasted okay, <laughs> and now has reached the level of vermouth disgusting. Mm. I just don't like that that like floral, slightly sweet yeah. Um, taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, fucking Jesus! Mm. There is no God. That's one thing this book proved. Yeah, that's true. All right, I'm fucking sick of talking about this book. Let's let's never talk about this again. Let's stop doing this podcast. Fuck off. <laughs> you can't stop doing it for a ship for, now for at least a year. I'm the one who wanted to go on a hiatus. You're like, no, we can never stop. We have to start immediately again. Then you well, like flip flop. Now, 
Well, I didn't think this book would be as bad as it is. Commit to something, you. I okay. Now I'm committing to something, which is not. No, we've already both agreed. We both have to agree to not do it anymore, yeah. in order and not to do we it. We agreed to this. Okay, fine, fine, fine. But we're going on hiatus. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> I was a big proponent log, of the hiatus. Log hiatus. Log hiatus. We'll get the itch again. Yeah, maybe. Um. I actually have a request for you. This is not related to it for Christ's sake at all. Okay. Uh, but is it okay if we push back um, the next uh, proper Project A plus two weeks? Absolutely. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I, would never, I, I never object to the show being pushed back ever. All right. <laughs> it's so, always so, your, so, so we're doing it on the 24th slash the 25th. Okay. Just remind me when we're doing it, like, yeah. closer to the day. Though, though next week we should 100% do a Tomorrow War in the take. Oh, yeah, let's do that, yeah. Yeah. Where's that released? How do I access that? Amazon. It's on Amazon. Oh, is that all? Just like with that. Yeah, Sweet. just like without remorse. Can't fucking wait. <laughs> all right, well, uh, well, we got to keep on recording, so why don't we uh, get some... Uh, I'm going to go go piddle, and uh, we should uh, get a nice nice tall glass of uh, Mitexa mimosas. Because you're not yeah. really punishing yourself, and you're turning your second drink into a mimosa, can I turn my first drink into a mimosa? <laughs> yeah, I don't I care. completed half of it. It's I think, disgusting. I think, uh, I think the, uh, I think the uh, uh, taste of it is enough, you know? Yeah, it's disgusting. Don't like it. So how do I make this mimosa? I just mix it with orange juice. Fucking ice. And it's up to me to stir it. Quantities. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll be right back. We'll both be right back. Um, You can listen to some ambient noise from our respective apartments in the meantime. That's true. (sighs) All right. See you back here in, in a sec, bud.
What? Huh? Are you back? Hello? Uh, is it just me? I guess it is. Hello? Alright, you can just listen to me eat then. Hey! How's hey, man. Going? Hey, bro. Hey, you know what I was thinking we should do uh, instead of just sitting here passing the time? <laughs> uh, no, before you tell me that. Oh, yeah? Can I just say that I hate Metaxa and I bought a bottle of uh, seven star Metaxa that cost oh, so like $57. How much did it cost in your country? Like $26. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not too bad for me. I'm never going to drink right. this bottle. You should just uh, drink it all right now, today, and then go to the hospital. <laughs> then die, <laughs> you know? But it's better drowned in orange juice. That's definitely true. I have said that not having any uh, taste of my uh, Metaxima mostly yet. Mm-mm-mm. Yep, not bad. Anyway, you were saying? Well, uh, why don't we check and see what our, our America's favorite animated family is doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> Which family could you possibly be referring to? Well, of the course, family? I'm talking about Guy? The, the, Bluffin, the Bluffin Simpsons. Oh. Okay, let's start off with the, the classic episodes. Say, how about uh, <laughs> I don't know, just off the top of my head, Hugh, how does um, <laughs> uh, season thirty, uh, episode two, Heartbreak Hotel sound? Oh, I love that. That's one of my favorites. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what we're gonna do for the next. Uh, I don't even know how long have we been going now. Who cares? <laughs> All right, Heartbreak Hotel. Ready? Cue wait, it up. wait, wait. We got it. We got. We no. We should. We should make it out because because you know, I guess it doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter. All right, Heartbreak Hotel. Okay. I am loading. Okay, I am queued and ready. Me too. All right. Three, two, one, go. Yeah, watching all these classic Simpsons episodes just makes like this widescreen. What? <laughs> you know, I, I don't mind when they cut out the um, the intro and the normal did the good years, you know, because it's like, oh boy, we're gonna get more comedy. But now it's like, oh, this is gonna be a slog. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny they have to 
credit Sam uh, Sibian on every episode, despite the fact that he's dead now. Mm. You mean Sam Simon? Yeah, Sam Simon. I don't know why I said that. Well, he's a Simian. <laughs> no, he's not. He was. Is that why he treated women so badly? Yeah. Is that true? Well, apparently, um, apparently he had some real issues with women. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, I'm wondering who that and, guest uh, actor pa- Patty- is. You're usually pretty good at guessing it. I was thinking Reese Darby, but it sounds more like an Australian accent. Which uh, character was it? <clears throat> the host of the Amazing Face or whatever, the Amazing Race parody Survivor thing they're doing. It's really funny to me that, oh, like Mike Reese, he doesn't have anything to do with the show now. David Birkin too. Matt Groening. James <laughs> <laughs> Brooks, any of these names. He hasn't, like, touched a script in, uh, like, 40 years. <laughs> you think he'd watch... I, again, I, I would legitimately love to buy, like, the 19th season if they had Matt Groening commentaries, you know? <laughs> Me too, actually. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be really funny. So I've been uh, starting season one. Mm. I mean, I started it and I've been watching it, I should say. Uh. And here's my controversial theory about who mm. actually ruined The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, the Simpsons. Because I'm watching it and it's like hit after hit. You know, a lot of people say, you know, it's still finding its feet in the early seasons and then it like reaches its peak three and four. Yeah, yeah. Some people say five. Um, yeah, I like one. I love one. You know, I loved it as a kid, it's but okay. I, I, I remember like... It's definitely got some problems. I remember revisiting it as an adult at some point and still liking it, but going, obviously it's not as strong as it would become, which is fair. I, mean, I, like, the vi- I like the vibe. The vibe is good, you know. But I actually think it holds up really well on this particular viewing. Like the first episode, I know it wasn't the first episode produced. It was like the eighth, but Simpsons Roasting mm, that's Over a, That's a great one. Yeah, great that's like episode. Perfect introdu- it's a perfect introdu- introduction to The Simpsons. And I actually think the worldview that The Simpsons is kind of known for, or at least it was known for, is more subversively integrated in the early seasons because it has mm. the veneer of a normal show. Mm. So that you do get these kind of like slight subtle spikes of of that cynicism so who, who ruined the Simpsons is what you're saying That's I'm getting point. to that point okay. but I'm just saying really strong really enjoy it love the slightly wobbly animation it has so much more yeah, charm I than agree. obviously what we're staring at right now and not paying any attention to because <laughs> <laughs> uh, just for the listeners benefit we're watching the Simpsons backwards from season 30 for some perverse reason because <laughs> we hate ourselves but but I was but yeah I'm watching these episodes they're all classics like they're all in my DNA I was the right age at the time I was like four or five when it was yeah every every, cla- every episode I've gone back I'm like oh I'm not gonna remember this and then I'm like oh I remember this exactly yeah <laughs> you know? and it's like there's like a, there's like a real beating heart 
dramatic structure to every episode that really works in a satisfying way. Some of them are kind of wobbly, I think. And um, like what episode and then it gets to then it gets to an episode that I still have a fondness for and I still like, Mm. but I think this is the first seed. Of the Simpsons. Oh, I, okay. I, I know what you're going to say now. I know who wrote the Simpsons in your mind. <laughs> John Schwarzwelder. Oh. Because well, the, his first credited episode, Call of the Wild. The first yeah. episode of the season. I'm not sure when it was written or produced because it can be out of sync. But yeah, yeah. the first aired episode of the season that he had and the first aired episode mm. of the season that has no dramatic core whatsoever. No. It's just but, like but a that's, cartoon. That's, that's not really fair to because the other the other episode he wrote that season is uh, Life on the Fast Way, which is great. It has a great yeah, dramatic yeah. core. But I'm saying like he started it <laughs> with that episode. <laughs> I guess. I think I think the seeds of the Simpsons destruction were always there, you know. Of course, and and like, I'm I'm just being kind of facetious in blaming John Swartzwelder, who's written a number of you're just great saying, episodes, you're just obviously. saying that to be politically correct. <laughs> Politically correct? Yeah. How is that political? Oh, because he's conservative. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I was thinking at all. I was saying that to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah, have a was. great hot take that no one's had yet. Uh, I don't think Live on, for Christ's sake, the finale of season three. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Schwarzwater is the reason that the uh, Simpsons... No, no. Be- well, be- again, you can't blame a writer when there are showrunners who approve the yeah. scripts. and so uh, yeah, I, I really this. think it was, uh, you know, after... Uh, but <laughs> it's such a v- vanilla tape. And I'm sure if I watched like 9 through 12, I would find stuff to enjoy them, you know? But, well, we'll find out. Uh, yeah, in, in se- seven years. I think, uh, you know, I think Scully, you know, that, you know, is too, too, uh, too dark for the show, you know? And, uh, and, uh, what? I mean, no, there was a huge no, turnover I got, of like, I got, key I got, staff I got dis- members I got by, by the I got time it into by, uh, season 10 on. I got distracted by uh, the show we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a huge turnover. A lot of people left after uh, season four, including uh, uh, Sam Simon. But anyway, um, I know that James L. Brooks famously was the one pushing the idea that it all had to make sense as if it wasn't a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, and grain is a little more elastic. Yeah, this term is like uh, and may, and the, like the tension between those two perspectives. Yeah, that's what probably that's helped what the, show the show to some heart. extent as it was as it was going. But yeah, the, but the I don't I don't mind I don't mind the more cartoony episodes. Like I think there are a lot of classic ones like Itchy and Scratchy Land. That's episode I have a lot of you know love for. Yeah, well, I'm, gonna, like I'm interested to see what just what I what I will think as I progress through it because I'm really enjoying season one. But I, I never minded the the goofier aspects. I really just think that you know, I mean, it's just like you know, after a certain point, like you know, all the characters are caricatures. You run, you've done every plot line you can possibly do with them. You know, yeah. So I, just I, I, I the think show. there is something to yeah. I agree. <laughs> I do think there is a certain meanness that came into the show after after season nine after season eight. Yeah, well, everyone's talked about, like, the change in Homer's characterization. Yeah, but that that's also something that's, like, true throughout, you know, the show, to some degree. And it, well, like, he's yeah, pretty terrible he to Marge in from, season one. He changes <laughs> he from... Dumber. He changes from, like, what he began as, which was very no, different, a pretty, especially in the pretty shorts, typical, like the Tracy Ullman Pretty shorts. typical, like, 
sitcom dad, at least in season one. And that's how I Dan Castellaneta. Like, he's pretty Al Bundy. Um, Dan Castellaneta is trying to do a, a um, yeah, Walter Matthau impression, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. And obviously, so he's, like he's supposed dumb, to just be like but... a typical dad, and he has like yeah. stern viewpoints that you know vanish pretty quickly as it progresses. Yeah. Yeah. Like you see, he's less like a he's less like a oh manage man type guy, you know. Yeah, and then he just becomes like like an idiot, kind of sweetly inept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that sweetness well, persisted because he didn't well, really have but that. Often fails. He wasn't really sweet in the early conception. He he in no. season one. By the time they reach season not, one, he's not that sweet. Like there's some he's not that sweet, but there is there the, is a sweetness there. There are some sweet moments, you know. But it's still there, but it's definitely every, not in, like, the shorts. everyone family horribly, you know. Yeah, and especially in the shorts, like, like the original conception of the character, there's no sweetness. Mm-hmm. Then that develops. No. And then it disappears. <laughs> and it, yeah. it sort of curdles into yeah, just being outright a stupidity and, you know, kind of being a dick. Yeah. This is a thing that will, uh, you know, send our podcast into the stratosphere. Yeah, a couple of uh, fucking days. idiots like talking about the decline of The Simpsons. <laughs> we should be putting this on our YouTube channel. Yeah, what the fuck is this? I don't even know. I think we should enter an episode of uh, For Simps' Sake. Oh, we should start doing a Simpsons podcast. That'd be great. And, uh, <laughs> that's what we should and do. a trivia we segment. Just, what, what we should do is... Can you remember is anything that's happened in this episode so far? <laughs> Question no, one. No, we should, go, we should go back and watch all of the, uh, these, these episodes again. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, I think uh, we, half the year we should do, for Christ's sake, at Project A+, right? And the other half of the year we should do a Simpsons show and a video game podcast. <laughs> We're not doing a Simpsons show. Come on, man. We gotta contribute evil to the world. (laughs) Also, one thing I love about the early seasons is clearly there is like a class dimension that just completely kind of evaporates, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because now it's like, what the? How are they affording this? Like, you know, the the desperate Homer who <laughs> works as a who like doesn't get a bonus and then has to work as a fucking Santa. Like, <laughs> you know, how is that? How is that related to this reality where they're staying in this hotel? <laughs> um, and no one quotes the early Simpsons really, but there's some great mm. lines because uh, I was yeah. I watched Morning Lisa yesterday. And I just love the bit where this is going to make ones. our podcast even greater, just quoting bits of classic Simpsons while we're watching <laughs> new Simpsons that people can't see and we're not even describing. Um, but uh, well, well, this is this is our commentary, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should you should have queued up the episode by now, listeners, so you can watch along with us. Um, well, you should have queued it up uh, fifty minutes ago. Yeah. When we count if, it you're down. Que- if you're late to queuing it up, then you have to skip forward to uh, what have we got? I've Oh, uh, my timestamp doesn't 12, work. 12, 13, 12, 14. 12, um, uh, I like the line where uh, Lisa is with Bleeding Gums Murphy. Mm. And then Marge drives up 
and says, Lisa, get away from that jazz man. Oh, uh, yeah. And then she says, no offense, but I fear what is unfamiliar <laughs> just, yeah, and drives yeah, off. <laughs> yeah, that's a great bit. Yeah. And it's like an acknowledgement of uh, race and class as well. Yeah. And I, I, that is kind of rare in The Simpsons in terms of the yeah, direct definitely. family kind of perspective, at least. And I do think those lines like stand out stronger in that kind of context because there is kind of a sound story. Yeah. It's not just like an assault of like... Or it still feels to... kind of novel, especially what? now that we've like gone back to like nice core like stuff, you know? Yeah. I feel like there's been three or four episodes of the season that are kind of like pseudo uh, media satires, you know? Mm. And it's weird, like, now, because they all seem like they're sleepwalking through it and, like, counting the money. Yeah. But the performance of the cast in the peak era is really good. And I really like the early performances, especially Bart. Wait, wait. Who is this? I recognize the voice, but I, I, can't, I can't place it. Is it just a regular... See, early on it sounded, like, that sounded a little bit like a regular, but early on it sounded too convincing, even though it was a slightly exaggerated Australian accent. Like, uh, you know, the the fights that they have in in the early Simpsons are so, like, grounded. They feel like, like, you know, fights that couples would have. This shit is so dumb. Like, Mm. oh, no, Homer ate Marge's chocolate bar on the reality TV show that they're convenient, and they couldn't, (laughs) like... (laughs) Still eating breakfast, by the way. Oh, I finished mine years ago. My plate looks fuller than yours. The fuck is this bullshit? Ugh. I spent so much money on the Metaxa and this breakfast and so much time on it. (laughs) (laughs) You feel your life just dribbling away, you know? (laughs) What the fuck is happening? It's funny that Dan Castellaneta is doing, like, a, a Homer voice, you know? Hmm. But Julie Kavner is just doing Marge. Like, there's no Well, that's the same with um, Yadley Smith. Hmm. Which is kind of weird when you hear her speak and you see her, like, adult face. I do think a failing of the first season is that they don't really, except for like Modi Luisa and Life on the Fast Lane, like by and large, it's very like, you know, Bart and Homer centric, you know? Yeah, but I think Bart is actually really strong in the early seasons. Mm. But, uh, you're not a, you're not a feminist, clearly. Like, who Money cares? Let's, is let's great. Have Bart, let's have Bart media. 
No, Mining Lisa's really good, like that bit. The Birth of Genius is great. <laughs> it's okay, it's it is. A, that really speaks like, to me, like that kind of insecurity and like yeah, yeah, me too. feeling yourself me too. in like a clot. And not that I was ever in that situation, but like that could so relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely... Uh... Like, they would never do an episode where it looked like Marge was going to cheat on Homer in this, yeah. you know? Oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway, um... Uh, that bit in Morning Lisa I, I where, that. um... Where Marge is driving... She, like, has a flashback early on about... Oh, that's, that's so, that's so great. That's so good. And then they go to he's so dropping Lisa off so school, funny. and and she's like, even though you feel sad, you should just smile. And then she goes out, and like those assholes yeah, like taking I advantage the, of her. Yeah, I want the before meeting we take you to advantage of her. Like that's such a sweet moment. Wait, okay, like it has this? like a cynical edge to it as well, but it's such like a sweet moment that's really touching. When Marge like who turns the car back. No, who is this? Shut up. I think it might be your. What the fuck was all the black and white shit? <laughs> Were they like? I, oh, no, we- I, I- I don't think it's a regular. I think it's a guest. Maybe it is Reese Darby. Yeah, I think it is too. That's definitely him. Yeah. 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 So he was putting. He, That's why it, it seemed like, like he was trying to put an Australian, Australian accent, accent the rest of the yeah. time and like tone it down. Now he's giving now the Kiwi is yeah. coming through. Yeah. Yeah. Now he just sounds like Reese Darby. If it's not Reese Darby, it's like, you know, some new, Brett it's McKenzie like or something. Clement or Brett, yeah, Brett McKenzie. It's like a Watsy D. Someone who was on Fight of the Concords at some point. Imagine, uh... Do they win a Glad Award for this? He just sounds tired. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no one says noob anymore. That's so like, I don't even know, like 2008. <laughs> That's the I said when I was like a teenager, you know? It's like 2002. <laughs> yeah.
Time for a attack some Mimosa number two. Oh, the episode ended. Yeah, that was I pretty guess, bad. I guess I'll make another one. Alright, uh, let's see. You don't have to make another one. I don't? No, you can. It's up to you. It's my <laughs> punishment, so... Yeah, that's true. Alright, Bart's not dead. Are you ready? Huh? Bart's not dead. I thought, are you getting another mimosa? I already got the stuff here. I can make it while I watch. Oh, well, I have to get mine, so give me a second. Oh my god, you son of a bitch. I'm gonna take my plate away. I finished finally. Nice. Oh, You're okay. Stop complaining. I'm back. Alright, great. By the way, according to right. my timer, mm. uh, we've gone an hour and 37 minutes. And if you take away 10 minutes, you know, we're nearly at the hour. end. Well, let's just watch the other episode of uh, The Simpsons and then we could stop recording. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I just want to say before we begin this episode, this looks so much like planning and preparation, which I've already said, and expense. Yeah. And like, it was like a, it was like something to look forward to on the calendar. I was like, oh, this is the week we get to have that big English breakfast. Yeah. Have fun at, and finally finish Easy Go. You know, go on a nice yeah, hiatus. Just a, finally. Just sadness. And um, you know, we had to we had to like chase down these ingredients. You had trouble finding textured vegetable protein. Uh, I had a little trouble finding Metaxa. I had to go on an excursion, um, you know, walk 30 minutes in fairly decent winter weather um, to source. <laughs> yeah, sounds, 56, sounds, like, sounds really awful. 56 bottle of uh, Metaxa. Um, I had to go to the supermarket, pay the Metaxa exorbitant from amount. 56 years ago. Huh? What? Metaxa from 56 years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had to go to the supermarket, I had to source uh, fake sausages, fake bacon, and the like. They cost like, you know, 10 bucks each. Terrible. I'm not going to eat the rest of the packet. The sausages were fine, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't like yeah, that type like, of food I feel like normally. The, uh, vegan sausages are always a little better than vegan uh, bacon is. Certainly, yeah. It's easy, easier to approximate. The taste yeah. of a sausage, which is often full of breadcrumbs yeah, and spice. other stuff, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but nonetheless, there's still something off about most vegan sausages you eat. Like at that's first, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's kind of like a sausage," and when you finish it, it's you're like, like, "Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. kind of not, not as fulfilling." There's something wrong with it. Yeah, um, for sure. And now I have yeah, like being a fucking vegan. That's what's wrong. Am I right, bro? <laughs> that's right. Uh, and now I have like a whole container full of sausages that I don't want to eat. I have the rest of the rations yeah. of Bankhead. I normally would have eaten that for like a couple of breakfasts, which would have been fine. 
but eating it in the context of this giant English breakfast has put me off that taste. So I'm just probably going to chuck them both out. I've got this whole bottle of fucking Metaxa that I'm never going to get through. So do you feel, do you feel defeated? I feel like it was not worth it. 